Welcome to the Carolyn Shuttlesworth Podcast, where we'll dive deep into the Word of God, build strong faith, and finish the devil. Here's your host, author, speaker, and nonstop mom, Carolyn Shuttlesworth. So let's get into it. That's what I have made my sweatshirts on. Romans 14, 17. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of what we eat or drink. Because it's a whole chapter where it's dealing with the criticism, it's dealing with, um, you know, uh, you know, do this, don't do this. Can I do this? Should you do this? Should, don't eat, duh, ah, 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 ah. And we're, we're, we're being more uh, focus-minded on uh, judging. Now, now, as a Christian, and I'm, this is not what I'm gonna get into, you know, everyone's like, only God can judge me now. Well, no, actually, Christians can judge other Christians. The Bible says that if they're doing something wrong, we should speak up and say, hey, that's going to cause you to sin. Hey, that's not a good representation of Jesus. Hey, hello, red flag. So that part's okay. Um, you know, so so we get that mixed up with the, you know, only God can judge me now banner that everyone likes to live by. Uh, but this... this um, this, this Bible verse that we're going into is under, like if you read the whole context of the chapter, is going under the danger of criticism. But I wanted to pick out the three things that, sh- that show you that make up. Uh, how many grew up in church and remember Ron Cannoli? Like I still play the song. It's like righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. That's the kingdom of God. Don't you want to be a part of the kingdom? (laughs) I'm going to play it for Maddie in the car afterwards. Don't you want to be a part of the kingdom? (laughs) And he always had like an islandy feel to it. But I mean, like, I remember that song even today as a kid because my dad always played uh, Ron Cannoli in the car. I love Ron Cannoli. I still, I still love Ron Cannoli. I'm telling you right now, I'm going to invite him to my church when I open it. Because I even thought that like way before. I was like, how do I get to be around Ron Cannoli to hear these songs? Because I still will play some of them. Because you know what? When you think about it, he took scripture and made it a song. Like, so you can't, you can't go wrong with that. He's actually <laughs> singing the word of God. And so I loved that song, but it still has stuck with me and like I still sing it and I'll still play that song but and then that's when we created these these sweatshirts I did for women um, with knowing that the three things righteousness peace and joy in the Holy Ghost bam put a period on it let's not overthink it let's not get into you know I'm not worthy I can't do this I'm not good enough to receive I'm not no Jesus died on the cross and that death that burial, that resurrection, what he took on the cross was good enough and calls you righteous. He calls you righteous. Hey, Tyra. Um, Righteousness is a state which makes a person acceptable to God. Through Jesus, we're righteous before God. That's what I was saying. Through Jesus, he sent his son, right, to die on the cross So we don't have to go through all the mess. We don't have to go through uh, the rituals and the law and the way it was done in the Old Testament. He was the sacrificial lamb. So we, through Jesus, were made righteous. Um, That through Jesus, we're righteous before God. We've been given his righteousness 
through faith. Second Corinthians 5.21, God made him who had no sin, which was Jesus, right? To be sin for us. So Jesus took all of that when he died on the cross. He took all our sin, all. He stood in the place of all of that mess. He stood in the place of it. And 2 Corinthians 5.21, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, that in, in him we might become the righteousness of God, that we might become the righteousness of God. So that gives us the ability to live confidently and in security that God knows us better than anyone, right? He loves you. He approves of you. You're seen and right standing with God. There's nothing more you have to do. There's nothing, there's nothing because it, it comes through Jesus dying on the cross for you. I wrote this down. Think of it as the polar opposite of sin. To commit sin is to go against God's design for our lives, right? But righteousness is the only living standard acceptable for us to stand before the Father. Proverbs 12, 28. The wages of sin is death, but in the path of, a righteous, of the righteousness is life. And in its pathway, there is no death. Jesus already did the death part. We don't have to do it. We don't have to go through the turmoil, the, the, the beating, the, the anything. It says it right there. For the wages of sin is death, but in the path of righteousness is life. I love that. And in its pathway, there is no death. We are seen as in right standing with God. And living in righteousness and taking that on, wearing it like a jacket, helps us to make the right decisions. When you're in right standing with God, when you're living righteously, you don't want to do the sinful things. You don't want to follow the way of the world. You don't want to step out and do the things that cause death to you because you're on the path of life. And it helps you, that righteousness helps you make the right decisions because you're in right standing with God. Um, to pursue righteousness, you'll turn away from your natural, na natural sinful desires and it makes you turn to Christ. And that's what I was saying, Psalms 23.3. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. You know what, Grace? All his stuff is on Apple Music. Now you got to go play the song. <laughs> I've been playing it in my head for weeks right now. So, and I play it on Apple Music. All right? So with righteousness, we're aligning us with our righteousness through Christ. It aligns us up with the right things. We're in right standing. There's nothing more we need to do. There's not enough, any more prayers we need to pray. There's not a more, you know, like, I need to operate this way. I need to be better. I need to be nicer. I need to do you know, good works. No, nope. It's, it's faith through the word of God. And we're, we're made righteous through him dying on the cross. Okay, so that's the first step of what the kingdom of God is made up of. The kingdom of God. 
Okay? Peace. Peace. So the definition, I looked at the definition of peace because obviously there's a definition of peace uh, that's the world's definition or the definition that you'll find, you know, here, a little bit different than biblical because I wanted to get into a couple of things. So in peace, the world's definition is freedom from disturbance, which definitely ties into um, the word of God because that's it. It is free from disturbance. And so, uh, and Job, uh, first of all, I'm actually going to skip that verse and go back to it. But biblical peace is more than freedom from disturbance, I wrote down after I looked up what peace was in the dictionary. Okay, biblical peace is more than just the absence of conflict, is more than just the freedom from disturbance, which is awesome, right? To know that there's <laughs> even more that God has for us, more than we, where we think we add a period to stuff. God says, no, 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 no. That's not the fullness of what I have for you. Don't put a period where the sentence needs to go on. So it says in, it's more than just the absence of conflict or freedom from disturbance or a state of rest. You know, we, we associate rest and peace together. It means completeness and wholeness. Woo! That makes me want to shout. Completeness and wholeness. I mean, like, what gets better than, than the whole pie, right? When there's something you like, when there's a piece of cake you like, you want just a piece of that, though we probably should only have a piece. But a whole lot better is always having full, right? You have a hundred dollar or would you like a piece of the $100? Would you prefer 50? Or would you like the full $100 that's owed to you? See what I'm saying? When you're supposed to live and walk in the fullness of something, let's walk in the fullness of it. Let's not walk in a piece. Let's not walk in partial. Let's not walk in 99.9 .9 because does that equal 100%? Nope. We got to get the mindset of I want all of it. That's why I always say, um, yes, that's right, Beth, the whole pie without the consequence. Uh, that's why I always say, I feel like we knock ourselves out of stuff by saying, yeah, Caitlin, great friend you are. Um, that we, we knock ourselves out of saying, well, I can't, you know, I can't have my cake and eat it too. Well, yeah, you can. You can the, the whole cake is for you. You can have all of it. Because it's the fullness. And so, <laughs> and that's what got me like stirred up reading this was, you know, I've, I've known what shalom means in the Bible, right? So shalom, it's the Hebrew translation of, of peace. And it means nothing missing, nothing broken, right? Nothing lost. That's powerful. When you get the, the, the real understanding of what peace, what shalom means. It's not just a state of rest. It's not just freedom from disturbances. It's not just no loud sounds. The biblical meaning of peace, it passes. What does the Bible say? It passes all understanding. It's the fullness that belongs to us. Look, it says, 
Um, Job 22, 21, submit to God and you will have peace. Then things will go well with you. And what is peace? Hebrews, shalom, nothing missing, nothing broken, and nothing lost. Hallelujah. That is for me. That is something you should say every day. If you want to say it when you wake up, when you go to bed. That I live in perfect peace. It says it in Isaiah 26, 3. That we can live in perfect peace if we put our mind on Christ. And peace is one of the attributes of what the kingdom of God is all made up. And if we say, oh, I'm not of this world. I'm of a different world. I'm of the kingdom of God. Okay, well then we have three ways, three uh, attributes that we're supposed to live by. And it's righteousness and peace. And I'll get into joy in the Holy Ghost in a minute. But I live, that's right, Jacqueline. I'm right, Leslie. If you guys want to write it, I live in perfect peace. Nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lost. That's not our story in the name of Jesus. And so uh, it made me think of when I was looking up what shalom was, it made me think of the woman with the issue of blood, right? So we know the story. She went traveling. I'm traveling. She went to the, she went to, well, she probably traveled to go see Jesus, but he's walking through a crowd. She has been burdened. Uh, she's, uh, for years, she's seen doctors. They've done everything that they could do. Uh, there's nothing more that, sh that, that the doctors could do. She's seen as an outcast. Okay. I'm sure it has destroyed her thoughts. Her, she's insecure because you have to think about it. So 12 years of being an outcast when you, when you bleed like that, you weren't allowed in the towns, the villages, you're not allowed to round people, you're seen as unclean. Okay, you are not only physically an ailment, you're mentally now. Your, your mind has taken a toll. So we have to think past just the, you know, she, her body was bleeding and she needed to, to be healed that way. She needed everything, right? She was missing out for 12 years on things. She couldn't be around people. She couldn't be a part of things. She's missing out. Her body is broken. When your body doesn't operate the way it was intended to operate, that means it's not working. It's broken of some sort. If a car is not operating at the way it's supposed to operate and something's wrong, you're hearing noises, it's not driving properly, what do we say? It's broken. If my kid has a toy that's supposed to shoot something and it's not shooting it anymore, the lever's broken, the spring's broken, what? It's broken, okay? It's not working the way it was created to work. And so think about this woman. And so she pressed through the crowd. She touched the hem of the garment of Jesus and was made whole. Okay. But I love it because when I started looking up peace and I, I love it because I already, you know, speak on peace and stuff. And I always bring it up because I can't stand uh, chaos in my life. I can't stand um, uh, I can't stand uh, just that feeling of like, Ugh. so um, I, I, I love this story. And so when I was looking up Shalom, which I have heard before, nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lost, 
then what? So then it reminded me of this story. And it's so cool how it ties in for peace because look what the Lord said after she was healed, right? But he kept looking around to see who had done it. I'm in Mark 5, if anyone uh, wants to look later or has their Bible out. Then the frightened woman, trembling at the realization of what had happened to her, came and fell to her knees in front of him and told him what she had done. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go. Now, it just goes to show you the significance of peace because she her faith has made her well. Right. So why does the Lord have to say the next sentence? Go in peace other translations say shalom and then it says your suffering is over now we know what shalom means so you can look at that verse and read it differently right nothing missing nothing broken nothing lost so look at that in a matter of a moment by operating as the kingdom of god as peace she snapped into it and what she thought for 12 years was lost, was restored to her. Nothing missing, okay? So any kind, I feel like any type of uh, secure insecurities, any type of thoughts, any, you know, nothing missing, nothing broken. Her body's not broken anymore. She's not bleeding anymore. She was instantaneously healed. Hallelujah. Just just in that statement, go in peace. He's saying go with nothing missing, nothing broken, and nothing lost. She isn't going to lose out on those 12 years. I believe there was a restoration happening to her and her family, her and her, 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 her village or town, however, you know, whatever back then they, used, they called it that way. And so we have to see the importance of it's not just no disturbance, freedom from disturbance. You know, we think that. Oh, you know, so you have to think the kingdom of God is more than just like, oh, I'm going to operate in peace. It is, it is a, a deeper meaning of I'm going to operate in righteousness as right standing with God and I'm going to operate in peace. When I operate in, in the kingdom, if I operate in the biblical peace, I'm not going to have anything missing in my life. I'm not going to have anything broken in my life and I'm not going to have anything lost in my life in Jesus name. Hallelujah. That makes me want to shout. Makes me want to shout. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, you're worthy. Wish I could sing. Of all the glory and all the honor and all the praise. Hmm. I need someone to lay hands on me. And so, <laughs> and oh, I, f I felt that. I felt that for a minute. All right. Let me regroup back here. We are here right now. I felt that. Okay. So, and, and that's why it's, it, it's obviously peace is one of the um, fruit of the spirit. Galatians 5, 22 through 23. So, so peace, and now we're going to get into joy in the Holy Ghost. Having that Holy Ghost brings us joy. Joy is our meter. Joy is what we live by. Not feelings, 
not reports, good or bad, joy. We remain in joy <laughs> in every situation. In every situation. Someone shouldn't look at you and say, oh, what got them? What are they going through now? What are they? It's not that we're not going through something. You know, Psalm 23, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I'm not building a house. I'm not planning on staying. I'm not even taking out a tent. I mean, I'm not even going to rest. I'm not even going to take a break. I'm going to walk through and come out on the other end. But my joy is my lifestyle. My joy, I'm going to live by. My joy is, gonna, is my fuel. My joy, it's what's keeping me going through the valley, right? It's keeping me going through the valley. So joy in the Holy Ghost. It doesn't mean forcing happiness during sad circumstances. All right? Joy comes from our choices to, sir, uh, to choose joy. Joy is a choice. It's not the, <laughs> the laughs, the giggles, you know. That is a reflection of joy. But joy is, hey, am I keeping my composure when I hear something I don't like to hear? When something's coming my way, when something's rising up? Do I laugh in the devil's face? I might have gotten a bad report. I might have lost my job. I might be going through something with my husband, with my kids. My kids are running from the Lord. My kids have told me, you know, they don't want to serve the Lord. My kids have told me they want to choose a different lifestyle. My kids have told me, oh, my husband's told me, my friends have told me. But you know what? Laugh in the devil's face. Laugh in the devil's face. Laugh. That's, that's a word for me. Laugh. Oh, I can feel it. Laugh in the devil's face. Confuse the enemy. When you confuse the enemy, which is a, uh, a, a story in the Bible in Second Chronicles that I love so much, uh, where they went out and the praisers went first. Okay, remember? With Je King Jehoshaphat went first. What did they do? They confused the enemy. Don't let the enemy know what you're doing. Don't let him think he has a one-up on you. You have the joy of the Holy Ghost. Ha, 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 ha. Sometimes I just go around my house and I just laugh. Ha, 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 ha. Doesn't mean because something's funny. You know, I want a breakthrough. Ha, 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 ha. I'm going to laugh because that is my responsibility. That makes up the kingdom of God. And am I a part of the kingdom of God or not? Are you a part of the kingdom of God or not? So we're going to go ha, 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 ha. I have the answers. You have the answers. The enemy has none. He got kicked out of heaven. And the only resources he has are the, the, the few angels that got kicked out with him. Whoopee. He's not a creator. He didn't create more demons. He has no power. So all you have to do is laugh. Ha, 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 ha. Joy in the Holy Ghost. All right. How can you experience joy during issues in life? Um, we know of the name Charles Spurgeon. And he, he's, he made this um, uh, quote. Believers are not dependent upon circumstances. 
Their joy comes not from what they have, but from what they are. Are you made up of the kingdom of God? Are you part of something else other than this world? Their joy comes not from what they have, but from what they are. Not from where they are, but from whose they are. Not from what they enjoy, but from that which was suffered for them by their Lord. If you want me to send that quote to you, just direct message me and I'll send that to you. But that, think about it. When you know who you are in Christ, when you know where your freedom comes from, when you know who's given you the gift of peace, when you know you are not a victim, you are victorious. When you know you are healed of the Lord, when you know you have control over your thoughts, it says, I capture my thoughts and I teach them to obey Christ. When you walk in your rightful authority, the joy of the Lord is your strength, is your strength. All right, I'm going to go through a few things real quick before we wrap it up on joy. Biblical attributes of joy. All right. One, repentance brings joy. Luke 15, 10. Just so I tell you, there's joy before the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Luke 15, 7. Just so I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who need no repentance. So one, a biblical attribute of joy is repentance brings joy. Number two, it's a gift from God. It's a gift from God. Galatians 5.22, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Keep going. And so you know that here's nine fruit of the spirit. Here's gifts God's given to us to live by, walk by, live by. Psalm 4, 7, you have put more joy in my heart. They have when their grain and wine abound. How about John 14, 27? You know, when he's given us the gift of peace, then we can operate. It flows. I got the gift of peace. I'm going into to joy in the Holy Ghost. Number three, joy results from knowing Jesus. 1 Peter 1, 8. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not, though you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory. Leslie, I see you're writing them down, so I'll say it again. One, repentance brings joy. Number two, joy is a gift from God. Number three, joy results from knowing Jesus. I love that. Though you have not seen him, you have not physically seen Jesus in front of you, you love him. Your faith is in him. Though you do not now see him, you believe in him, right? We believe in Jesus and we rejoice with joy. We rejoice with joy, what he's given to us, what he's done for us, how much he loves us, what he did before we were even <laughs> a thought, 
before we were created in our mother's womb. Number four, joy gives us strength. We know in Nehemiah 8.10, for the joy of the Lord is our strength. It's literal fuel. When you feel tired, when you feel like you don't know what answer you have, you're frustrated, you're like, why, Lord, why? Stay in a state, I did it last week, of thanksgiving because it says in all circumstances we give thanks and then stay in joy. It's your strength. You won't feel like giving up. It will charge your faith to stay in joy. You'll say, I can do this. I can overcome it. I am victorious. So Nehemiah 8.10, joy gives us strength. And I said it earlier, joy is a choice. Joy is a choice. Philippians 4.4, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. So he's given us an instruction. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. It's important. So he felt like repeating it in that verse. Number six, we rejoice even in a trial. James 1, 2 through 3, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. So don't get that mixed up with the Lord trying to put sickness on your body. He never tests you with something he's redeemed you from. Do not mix those up and do not try to say I said differently. There are money tests. There are obedience tests. I'm telling you to go here. I'm telling you to do this. I'm telling you to step out. I'm telling you to say this. I'm telling you to give this amount. And so there will be tests. There will be things that we're going to overcome. But we can rejoice in all of them because we should just say, hey, I got this. I've been practicing. I got the word of God inside of me. I'm going to get through this. I'm going to keep pressing in. I've got perseverance. I've got endurance and I've got strength because I'm remaining in joy, in joy. Number seven, the word of God brings us joy. The word of God brings us joy. John 15, 11, these things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. Hallelujah. Psalm 119.11. I love Psalm 119. Your testimonies are my heritage forever, for they are the joy of my heart. The word of God brings us joy. So if joy is a fuel and the word of God is to fill us up, it's our filling station. It's our gas station. We can't keep going. If we don't get filled up with the word of God, we've got nothing to come out of us. If we're not filling ourselves up with the word of God, faith comes by hearing. If we're not listening, we're not, you know, digging in deeper. We need revelation of the word of God. The word of God fuels us with joy. It's our fuel put inside of us joy. It drives us. And so the word of God brings us joy. And number eight, my last one, hope 
gives us joy. Proverbs 10:28. the hope of the righteous brings joy. Are you righteous? Yes, we learned that at the beginning of the broadcast. You are. Anything you did? No. Is it everything he did? Yes. And by that, it makes us in right standing with God and living that way will make us wanna continue to live that way and put sin away and cast it down and live righteously. But hope gives us joy. First Peter 4.13, but rejoice as you share Christ's suffering that you may also rejoice and be glad when his glory is revealed. Hallelujah, hope gives us joy. The hope of the righteous brings joy. Hopeful, hopeful, I am hopeful, hallelujah. And so today, as we pray, we're, gonna, we're going to remain in that righteousness because Christ has handed that over to us by what he did. We're not going to say, I don't receive it. We're going to remain in peace because we're not going to have anything missing, anything broken, anything lost in our life. So we're going to have the definition of peace. Okay. We're going to have freedom from chaos and all of that, but biblical peace that comes from living in the kingdom of God is yours. We're not gonna go through life broken and beat down and, um, uh, you know, going through bad reports and uh, just living with the weight walking through the earth, heavy. Mm -mm. Cast your cares upon him for he cares for you. And we're going to live in joy of the Holy Ghost. We're going to be fuel. We're going to be charged by the word of God. And we're going to see, I just went through eight things of biblical attributes that uh, of joy in the Bible. And of course, there's more. The Bible, if, if joy in the Holy Ghost is part of the three parts of, of what the kingdom of God is made up of, believe me, it is all through the word of God. So Heavenly Father, thank you for today. Thank you, Lord, as you brought us together that our spirit man is jolted, jolted with faith, jolted with expectation of what you have for us. For the kingdom of God, is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. And that's how we're gonna live. Thank you, Lord, for what you did on the cross. Thank you, Lord, for what you made me before I was even a thought. Thank you for what you went through so I can look, be seen from uh, God as in right standing with our Heavenly Father. Lord, thank you for peace in our life. Thank you that we keep our mind steadfast on you. Our thoughts are on you. For we have the mind of Christ. Thank you that peace, supernatural peace. Peace when someone else goes through something. No one can figure out what our reaction is about. But it's supernatural peace. Because we look at it so much deeper as there's not going to be anything missing in our life. There's not going to be anything broken in our life. There's not going to be anything lost. For peace gives us wholeness in the word of God. Thank you, Lord, for your joy. That is a fuel, that it gives us strength, that we, it, it gives us a key to confuse the enemy. And when we don't feel like laughing, 
We're going to make ourselves laugh. We're going to do things that are going to force us to walk in the kingdom of God so we can rightfully have what belongs to us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your promises. Thank you that we get to live in a better covenant today. That there's no mistake that we're alive for such a time as this. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for using us, equipping us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Hey, thank you for hanging out with me on Friday. Thank you so much. Um, I love you guys. You guys mean a lot to me. A lot. Uh, Maddie is going to tell me who the winner is of our nest. Oh, it is Jess Owlet. Woo, woo, Jess A. Woo, woo, Jess A. Woo, woo, Jess. And I just saw her name, so she doesn't have to let me know. I probably said your last name wrong, so you can say my last name wrong. I'm so sorry. I'm great with first names. But you won, Jess. I'm so excited for you. Congratulations. Congratulations. Jess, make sure you, um, if it's your first time, <laughs> Caitlin, I know her. Uh, but Jess has left. Is she still here? No, I think I think I said, okay, good. I don't, I'm so sorry. Still love me and be a part of the Victory Tribe. Um, email your address to, um, well, Jenna would have it since you're a partner. But anyway, just email Jenna and she will get that gift off to you. Your house is going to be smelling so good, so Christmassy. Monday, I take out my stuff because we always go away for Thanksgiving to West Virginia to be with my in-laws. And um, so uh, I have to get my stuff up because when I come home, I'm like in like extreme Christmas mode and I just want to enjoy it. <laughs> Maddie's raising the roof. All right, I love you guys. Leaving you here with favorite song.